It's time for the December 28th, 2012 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review. An interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the deserted campus of the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. Oh, yes. You know, Muller's he's still going at it. Uh-huh. He, he was baying at about 2.21, thereabouts. 2.21? 2.21 this morning. It was a full moon. Oh. It was the cold moon, as they call it. Yeah. Sometimes we call it the owl moon. Sometimes we call it the uh, longest day full moon. But it, it was last night at 2.21, just popping out there in the sky, uh-huh. which is important to Mahler and yeah. myself. It's, yeah. just, it's like a timepiece. You celebrate the new year. I celebrate the full moon. But somehow people who celebrate the new year are, are looked at as reasonable. Yes. People who celebrate the full moon are looked at as some sort of pagan cult. Yes. And what's up with that? Rightfully, it's just a moon and it's full and we're excited about that. It makes things bright at night. Why not celebrate? Uh, you are a moonist, aren't you? Because of all the people I've ever known, and serious, all the people I've known in my life. A moony. You're a moony. <laughs> That's right. You are more keyed in to the... To the uh, no, different I'm not more. Well, you haven't met a lot of people, Mike. No, That's I the, have, you're the guy that I, doesn't want any friends on Facebook. You know, so so <laughs> you know, not that that's a, anything yeah. wrong with that, but yeah. you know, I know I don't know anything about the moon other than it was full last night at 2:21. Yeah. yeah, well, and Bo- and Mahler was baying at it, keeping me up, and I was trying to explain to him why wasn't it Mahler you were baying at the at the uh, climate cliff. Yeah, the climate cliff, where we're all going to you know, end up dying in the next 50 years because our leaders don't have enough sense to do something about the uh, state of the environment. Yeah. Yeah. It's the world's heating up, Mahler. And yeah. It, it really, yeah. yeah. It really does say something when all the talk right now is about the fiscal cliff. It is? We seem to be obsessed with the fiscal cliff. We'll get into that No, I'm later, not, I'm not that's, saying— That's not a big story, really. It's not a big story at all. Fiscal cliff is just some terminology rich people came up with so they wouldn't have to pay the bill that they really should be paying. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I know that scares you a little bit, but I I'm, no, no, I'm it with doesn't. you. No, Okay. I understand yeah. you'd be so, with me. So, meanwhile. So what about this, this cliff of ecological? Yeah, new research suggests that West Antarctica has warmed much more than scientists thought it would have yeah. over the last half century. And this is an ominous finding. We, you got scientists very worried about this because it's, well, it's frightening to them. These are people that spent all their lives learning how to be, to take data and interpret it in and a it, way that's, you know, flat information. Exactly. They're, they're not going out getting drunk after they make a major discovery. Maybe not. I don't know. But they're, oh. you know, they're not your... Dispassionate, I think yeah, you would call dispassionate. them. Dispassionate. There you go. They're looking at and the And they're fact. very concerned and about... The potentially drastic effects on sea level that West Antarctica's melting will bring about. Paper released by the journal uh, Nature Geoscience found that the temperature at a research station in the middle of West Antarctica has warmed by 4.4 degrees Fahrenheit since 1958. That's roughly twice as much as scientists previously thought and three times the overall rate of global warming. Wow. So that's not good. And we just keep getting more and more reports like this. Yeah. But, you know, the big priority in Washington is finding out a way that rich people don't need to pay their fair share. Yeah. 
bastards. And, and, and let's not forget, let's not even talk about this This is an issue. Let's not even really – we walked away from Kyoto with essentially saying, yeah, whatever that guy said 10 years ago. Yeah. And we're we're not doing anything proactively about this, and yet we continue week after week to get kind of the kind of data that only points towards – really one serious consideration, which is the, the Earth is glo- warming, and it's warming because of human activity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Iran is accusing the United States and Israel of waging a new round of cyber warfare against its internal computer systems. The Iranian government says hackers have recently tried to disrupt computer networks in a southern province as well as in the National Culture Ministry. Mm-hmm. Okay. If confirmed, the hacking would be the latest major U.S.-Israeli cyber effort against Iran to come to light since the operation to disrupted Iranian nuclear facilities and unleashed the global virus, Stuxnet. Oh, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the one they released, yeah, before. Yeah. The Obama administration's cyber campaign in Iran is believed to be the first sustained effort by one country to destroy another's infrastructure through computer attacks. Now, another first for the U.S. Thank you, um, thank you, U.S. Well, that's I, one, be- you know, I yeah. believe the U.S. Uh, military uh, have already stated that in a cyber attack on the United States would be considered an act of war. Uh-huh. We've said that about an attack on us. Yeah, I'm just saying that. I'm just throwing that out there. We take our computers seriously. Here, we do. Mark. We apparently yeah. do. We apparently. Well, I'm just. You know what? There is something called the Wasalia Conference or Wasalia Principles. Go back to hundreds and hundreds of years ago, which is a universality of principles. It has to do with the universal. It's the basis of which international law. In fact, law itself is based on this principle. That if it's a if it's a law, a legal. Uh, uh, supportable law, a, a universal principle, it's a universal principle. You know what I'm saying? I know that no. tautology is sort of so. I'm saying that we cannot, as a nation, continue to pretend like uh, what applies to us doesn't apply to other countries oh, yes. and okay. vice versa. Uh-huh. That's all. All right. Let's go to Syria, Mike. Okay. Let's get serious. <laughs> Let's do a that. A top Syrian general responsible for preventing military mm. defections has himself defected to Syria's opposition. You get that? Yeah, I got it. So you got a top general over there who is trying to perfect, prevent defections? Yeah. He defected. So, you know, I'll yeah. say that again. I, I th- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, well, yeah. maybe he didn't get the memo on his job description. Yeah. He, maybe he... He he sort of oh that was my oh I'm not yeah. I'm supposed to prevent yeah. defections and well yeah. he was actually in charge of I believe their secret police yeah the military military, military police head of Syria's military police yeah he crossed into Turkey mm-hmm. in other words he that's the country next to him. <laughs> Let's see yeah Let's see didn't turn into a no. uh, a foul no. anyway went into Turkey in a daring break with the regime of Syrian President Bashar al-Assad. In a statement to the news network Al-Arabiya, Shalal accused the Syrian military of turning on the people of Syria. Yeah. Uh, the, the turning turning on the people of Syria or turning on the people well, of I, Syria? <laughs> Depends how you say it. But um, So Al-Assad is the new Tim Leary? Apparently. Wow. Turn, in, turn in. That's turn pretty on. cool. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, this, by the way, it was kind of a Keystone Cops element to getting him out of the country, apparently. It took them several hours and yeah. multiple kind of uh, exchanges of uh, transportation modes to get him out. But it was quite a... So they had that little, you know, uh, honky-tonk piano music in the background <laughs> while he was running around. Kind of a Benny Hill yeah. thing going on, yeah. When they, were... <laughs> they got him. But they did get him out, and he's now... I'm sure he'll be able to share some pretty valuable in- intelligence with, uh, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the turkeys. The Turks. Uh, this is a roundabout way to get to Syria, but President Vladimir Putin mm. signed a law that bans Americans from adopting Russian children and imposes other sanctions in retaliation for a new U.S. human rights law that says he is poisoning relations, and also in retaliation for uh, for being Putin, for being Putin, and also for our relationship with Syria, I believe yeah. too, and it's putting yeah. a lot of strain on that. Yeah. His his. Uh, banning uh, the adopting of Russian children by Americans. The law will also allow some non-governmental organizations that receive U.S. funding and impose a visa ban and asset freeze on Americans accused of violating the rights of Russians abroad. Okay. So they initially drafted the bill to mirror the U.S. Magnitsky Act, which bars entry to Russians accused of involvement in the death of in custody of anti-corruption lawyer Sergei Magnitsky. Mm-hmm. And other alleged the law, rights abuses, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question that I, I don't know if you know the answer. Is there more? I'm sorry. You seem no, no, that. no. Uh, there, uh, can people adopt children from – can Russians adopt American children? I mean, I, I don't know the answer, but I, I've never heard – I've never heard of someone from other countries adopting American children, and I'm just wondering if we have a, a law prohibiting – I don't know if we have a law prohibiting it or not. That's a good question. Well, right? I'll find out. For next week's show, uh-huh. my promise to you, the listener. I assume they can. I mean, yeah, I assume so, but too. But there might be, I, I, you know, those up for adoption, I, there might be uh, circumstances surrounding that. In other words, if, if a, a Russian immigrant came here, became a citizen, had a child, his Russian family would probably be able to adopt a child if that person here was no longer uh, around to help care for it. That makes sense. That would be one. That might be an exception to a rule mm-hmm. where they wouldn't necessarily just put it. Might, they, Russia but, might not be on the top priority list of countries for, for uh, American. But could a, a, a wealthy Chinese couple adopt an American child? Well, that's what happened to me. Oh, see, yeah, I, you didn't know that. I did, did not no, know uh, that. No, that's news. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, which explains why I'm here at KUCI. It does. They had the pool. <laughs> Egyptian President Mohamed Morsi made a renewed call for a national dialogue following the enactment of Egypt's new coalition, mm-hmm. constitution, whatever you want to call it. You can it. call it whatever you they want. They had a constitution. Yeah. They don't have much of a coalition. No. People are kind of upset at each other. Morsi has a very Islamist-based uh, constitution right now. Right. Allows and, the clergy a lot of, lot of power. Right? Yeah. And, uh, and, this is, and this whole thing is just kind of a... His call for a national dialogue is more like a PR move. I don't think he really wants a national dialogue. He wants his way, and this Mm -hmm. is his way of looking like he's being democratic when, in fact, he's a bastard dictator. He is a bastard dictator. And by the way, um, the Egyptian society has been among the most secular of any of the Arab countries. So this is a a very – well, while their religion is is an important part of their civic life – uh, in some ways, it's not in a lot of uh, very important ways, including the rights of women to uh, education and jobs. So it's a big thing. Yeah. 
it's it's not it's not a nice thing over there. No. Uh, I, I'm going to say this, and I, it's going to sound inflammatory and incendiary uh-huh. a little bit. But Morrissey is kind of the beneficiary of what I like to refer to as the Hitler uh, Hitler law. I mean, Hitler principle, which is Hitler never got more than about thirty thirty two percent of the popular vote in Germany, yeah. and yet he was able to parlay that into becoming prime minister, and then eventually the dictator he became. Uh-huh. And that seems to be kind of a formula. You, if you can win about 30 to 35 percent of the vote yeah. in a coalition country, a parliamentary country, you have a pretty good chance to become the the, the guy in charge. And this yeah. is kind of what has happened with uh, Morsi. And I'm not comparing him and saying he's Hitler, but there's sort of this, I, you can do it. it. It's very possible. It seems to be almost more likely if you can get about 30, 35 percent of the vote. That you'll be the prime minister or whatever, Me? whatever you, yeah, you could. Oh, really? I would vote for you. I would in for a prime heartbeat, minister. Vote for you, <laughs> prime minister of America, if they had one. I would, yeah, for sure. So. Prime minister of America. <laughs> yes. I like that. Yes. You know, I mean, that's something I could claim the title of right now. Right. I don't think anybody. I think I, I don't I'm, think I'm going to refer prime to you as Mister Minister from yeah, moving forward, Minister Minister, minister Callahan. You have the floor, Callahan. Yes, mm-hmm. Minister Callahan. You have the floor. Israel gave the green light for the fast-track development of a further 1,200 settlements, Mm -hmm. units, around Jerusalem. It brings the total number of new approvals to 5,500 in just over a week, the largest wave of proposed expansion uh, since the Irvine Company and the Irvine City Council. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? That's historic. That's historic. That is. That's (laughs) going to make things tough over there for, for, for Palestine, but... Pope Benedict, the uh, whatever he is, sixteenth. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I mean, he's uh, put a put why a bother put an X point? and a couple of eyes behind yeah. it. Well, just whatever, whoever. Yeah, we'll why just, don't they just kind of screw around with that now? Just <laughs> you know, who cares what number he is? Just go crazy with the with the ones. Make it like Roman numeral inconsistent. Well, like I, I say six this. Ones How about this? And uh, a five after the ones. Uh, just to really. <laughs> what, what are they saying? What is it? What is it? Is that like a minus one now? Do I have to subtract <laughs> from the X? Is it only nine? I got an idea. What? We call them Pope Pi. Pope Pi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we make yeah. them Pi because that, Pope, you know. 3.1416. <laughs> anyway, Pope Benedict 3.1416 pardoned his butler. For leaking confidential documents and appointed Reverend Robert W. Oliver, Mm. who advised disgraced Cardinal Bernard Law during a 2002 sexual abuse scandal in Boston Mm -hmm. as the Vatican's new promoter of justice. (laughs) 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 Is that that sort of the the, the minister of information for Russia? Yeah, he's he's going to review all the abuse cases. (laughs) The the guy that advised... Advised Bernard Law, who was abusing. Well, that's a yeah. shocker, really. Yeah. Now, uh, by the way, uh, in this case, you can I think you can safely say the butler did it. A Vatican department store offered duty-free shopping and steep discounts to Holy See employees mm-hmm. and their dependents. They held extraordinary opening hours for Christmas just for this. So, in other words, they had kind of a, 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 a what, Walmart special going on <laughs> mm-hmm. at the Holy See, which, as, of course, you know, Mike, is the government of the Roman Catholic Church at the I Vatican. Yes. So it's kind of like they have a Vatican PX. Mm-hmm. And, and if, you were, if you were a member, you got, like, super discounts yeah. there. 
I love yeah. the I love the big those big five gallon holy water. Exactly, those, th- that's yeah. great stuff. You get well, a, according to uh, Maria jump. Grazia Mancini, yeah. who shopped there, yeah. the Nutella is just better there. Well, see, yeah. oh, the yeah. Nutella. Yeah. Well, so yeah. If you, if you want, <laughs> if you want your, if you want some holy Nutella. You know that's so good it. on toast. I yeah. just love yeah. that Nutella on toast. Yeah. That's fantastic stuff. Makes the Virgin Mary appear. <laughs> North Korea state media accused South Korea of lighting a Christmas tree-shaped tower near the border because it was jealous of the North's successful satellite launch earlier this month. Oh, so yeah. North Korea just doesn't stop giving. That. No. It's, it's saying, because you lit a Christmas tree, you're jealous that we shot up a rocket. Yeah. 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 You, you you know, we shot a rocket. You sh- you lit up a Christmas tree. Yeah. Big Come, deal. Big deal. Yeah. yeah. It, and I mean, you know, it was a was it a dong missile? Like I I yeah. I, yeah, I think it was a dong. So even you know, more impressive was a the, dong, yeah. The dong. All you have is sigh. We have a dong. <laughs> the Queen of England filmed her annual holiday address in 3D. Now, really? you know, of all the things you could film in 3D, I don't think the queen's address is going to be that exciting. Why would you? What she is she like zooming in on the camera? You know, <laughs> well, she, is she like throwing her jewels and her crown at the camera? You well, know? She, Get away! <laughs> you know, and these and, the, and people are ducking out there because they think the crown she, is flying through their yeah, TV screen. They, or is she wearing a bustier and they're yeah. zooming in and zooming <laughs> yeah. out, kind of one of yeah, those like, things. Yeah. That the, was take, she was taking the camera and pushing it in towards her chest. I yeah, don't know. I happen. don't know what happened there. Yeah. I, I'm sure that we'll hear from from the uh, MI6 uh-huh. after this uh, uh, report is. But yeah, yeah. Welsh winter vomiting mm-hmm. has risen 66 percent compared with last year. Say that again. I need, I to need hear that one. Again. Welsh winter vomiting. Yeah. I had the same reaction, Mike, because I'm looking at this. Yeah. This headline, thinking <laughs> Welsh winter vomiting. It, it's, Tell me more. It, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and apparently, that's exactly what it is. It says it is. They've been vomiting more the in Wales. The people of Wales. Yeah, have or been Wales, vomiting I'm sorry, more. Not Wales. They have 557 Wales. confirmed cases of this particular flu they get over there oh. this year, compared to 334 in 2011. Oh. Yeah. oh. So, in Wales, expect to see people vomiting. Now, where else are you going to hear about this, people? Where, where, what other news organization is going to be featuring? Well, these, these things, these things put, put perspective on the news. They do. You're running around. Concerned about a fiscal cliff, mm-hmm. where, where there's you know a sixty six percent increase yeah. in Welsh Support. winter vomiting. This this fiscal this, cliff, everything's going to be okay. The, Don't worry about yeah. it. And if you know the best thing to happen right. is we go off the cliff. Yeah, I'm all in favor of going off the cliff. But anyway, too. back to Wales. Yes, this is this Wales, stuff that he, Wales Big Pit hitting. National Coal Mining Museum. Oh, you know the Wales Big Pit National Coal Mining Museum. Oh my god! Installed two hundred solar panels to save on heating bills. So the panels are expected to save the museum some $650,000 over the next 25 years. They, they uh, dropped 115000 on the panels, but you, you can see the savings there, which would be nice to think that Ronald Reagan would have caught on to that when Jimmy Carter installed solar panels on the White House, House roof. Yeah. White House roof. But Reagan was a greedy, Don't say selfish so, bastard. There you go. Thank you. And that's what happened. That's, that's, what exactly that's why we're right. so far behind in this whole energy exactly crisis right. is because you had a doofus named Ronald Reagan running the country in the 1980s. Thank you. Anyway, coal is such an important part of Wales heritage, and yet green energy will play a major part of its future, said the museum's manager. Even the Europeans, yeah. even the coal mining industry in Europe sees that 
that can see that uh, solar energy is yeah. the wave of the future. I get it. What? Mueller does too. Mueller does Mueller. too. I, I got. Good I got to. Talk, I have to talk to him. Just I a second. Is he? Well, because he he obviously pranked me with his the the contact lenses. He switched Wait, them. He, he switched your contact lenses. He did. Lenses. He did. I know he did. I saw that. So, uh, like, and all you're seeing is cats now, right? I can see cats like yeah, half here, a mile Mama. away. Come here, boy. Look come at here, that. Boy. I, there's what? Look, there's one over there in that tree. I can see, see it. It's yeah, right up that yeah, tree. Yeah. I can see it. You can see the cat. I can see as clear well, as day. Mahler can't see and Mahler can't see it. He's just kind of spinning around, and yeah, he yeah. keeps trying to turn on the TV. I mean, it's crazy. Researchers found that purple urine bag syndrome can be caused by eating turkey. Again, I need to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> purple urine bag syndrome, when your urine turns purple, yeah. essentially. Yeah. It ca- it's, it's triggered by eating turkey. Too much? Now, just yeah, any, yeah. And apparently eating. it can last for as, as long as two years. Oh my God! Yeah, and it's it. You know, I, I had all the you know the reasons why and all that, but I just ah, who cares? <laughs> but the tryptophan yeah. has a lot to do with it. Yeah. it. It sets off a chemical reaction in your body. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that everybody who eats turkey will have purple urine. Right. But if you have the syndrome, chances are it was initiated by a uh, like a turkey sandwich so, or a turkey dinner. So it's kind of seasonal urine, is what you're telling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so everything That's, else, you know, you, uh-huh. they'll, they'll be selling that pretty soon. Yeah, that's why at this time of year the uh, the churches have purple as yeah. the color. Well, see, yeah. they're 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 pers- you know, they, they they're change over to purple. I think they do at this yeah, time. Maybe I'm just making that up. I don't know. No. Oh boy. Well, Mahler, I know you can't see kitties. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but but what can you see? Well, Mahler? he's mad about. It. I think he's what can you? Are you saying something to me? Are you saying the word drone? I believe he is saying the word drones. Listen to that boy. Are you good, Mahler? Yeah, yeah, good boy. Good, Mahler. It's time for drones in the news. Yeah, the U.S. acknowledged for the first time it carried out a September drone strike that killed 11 people in Yemen. They said, "We did it. We give up. We can't conceal this anymore." <clears throat> the victims were packed into a truck on a desert road in the town of Rada, where they were struck by a missile. Yeah. The dead included three children. The Yemeni government tried to hide U.S. responsibility for the attack by taking credit for carrying it out. How nice. They'll get points later on for that. They'll yeah. get a few extra missiles probably in their well, that's Christmas they, stocking. In seriousness, they've been doing this all along. Yeah. That's, what they, that's been the M.O. Is they've been, uh, yeah, we did. Yeah. And the Yemeni yeah. government also said it was only militants that were killed in the strike. It, I'm yeah. sure that's not true, but go ahead. Well, there were three children, I guess. Right. Uh, but they were forced to withdraw that claim after mourners tried to bring the dead bodies to the gates of the presidential residence there in Yemen. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. The attack devastated the community in Rada, and militants in surrounding areas have gained more recruits for their fight against the U.S.-backed Yemeni government. Yeah. I'm sure yep. they have. Also, Thank you. another little uh, drone Report on Christmas Eve, a U.S. drone attacked a vehicle and killed at least two suspected al-Qaeda militants in the southern Baida province of Yemen. The attack happened in the early evening in the country. It was believed a mid-level al-Qaeda Yemeni operative, Abdul Rauf Nasib, was killed, was one of the men killed. And a second U.S. drone strike took place later that night. Five unidentified people were killed in an attack on a motorcycle. I guess I don't understand that one at all. We're five people riding a motorcycle. But anywho, uh, do we believe this is the real question here, given that we're already acknowledging that we lied about killing 11 
yeah. Yemeni people. Yeah. The Yemeni government lied about that. Now we're getting reports of this that we killed an al-Qaeda operative. Do we believe that? I don't know. I don't know. And by the way, I think it's important to point out that uh, President Obama personally signs off on these kill lists. And so this responsibility ultimately rests with him. And I just think over time there's going to be – there's already an international outcry over this this use of drones to kill people in other countries. Yeah. The U.S. reached a tentative $1.2 billion deal with South Korea for the sale of four advanced surveillance drones to monitor North Korea. So okay. in case, you know, we, they send up another Christmas tree, <laughs> we, can, we can know first. Uh, <laughs> critics also voice fears the sale will uh, heighten military tensions in the peninsula there. Well, duh. One of the most, <laughs> critics. One of the most uh, tense places on the planet yeah. already. Let's throw some drones into the mix. Let's throw some drones in. Also in Drones in the News, Federal Minister for Information and Broadcasting Kumar Zaman Kaula said that one of Benzir Bhutto's suspected killers, Benazir Bhutto's yeah. suspected killers, was killed in a drone strike. And this is in India, and this is... Wow, uh, really? Yeah, and, and, and this is a guy that's running for office, or, or in part of that, so... So well, wait. Is that a, a suspected U.S. strike, or this is an Indian government strike? Do we know? He, he, does he doesn't say? Okay, he just says in a, in a drone strike. I would imagine in a U.S. strike, but they don't Boy, know. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't, I don't even I, know if that's true. I that's another one of these things. They're throwing drone strikes around. Right, like right, right, right. And I'm, I don't know. I assume the Indians have developed Candies or have some drones around, but I would be shocked, honestly, shocked to hear the U.S. was was flying drones into India. That's yeah. a big deal. Well, maybe he wasn't there in India. Well, I just, don't know. Yeah. This, this, uh, Kumar Zaman Kara said very little to say about specifics, yeah. which makes me think that it was something he did in for political reasons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got everybody now is essentially what yeah. he's saying because yeah. the remaining suspects in the uh, Benazir Bhutto case are in jail. Yeah. Also in Drones in the News, Japan, Japanese security company SICOM has announced that they'll be renting out camera-equipped drones capable of detecting intruders, following them, and taking their pictures. The drones, which are 24 inches wide. Mm. There we go. It's mm-hmm. about 24 inches there. Mm-hmm. Put your hands out, maybe to your sides. Yeah, just about that's, that's to where... About, yeah. You can look at You could pick one up, no problem. Yeah. And they're 3.5 pounds, so those are lightweight little yeah. drones. Yeah. Can accomplish the task automatically or via a dispatcher. So you can, any sort of... Uh, Little firm you want to patrol your uh, backyard right. or your warehouse no, space. They're not. They're not. Cap- they're not weapon capable. They're just just surveillance capable. Is that well? You know, yeah. weapons capable only means that you put a weapon on it. But and they have that, to. They okay. have to hold a weapon. Right. Well, they, that, that's small. And you're saying they're pretty light. Yeah, three point five pounds is. What but how about a uh, poison dart? All right. You put that right at the tip. Yeah. And if you really don't like somebody, you just, just stick j- your drone right you into them. Jam it in there. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know that we're, we continue to the inevitable march of technology for uh-huh. better, lighter, quicker, more deadly uh-huh. drones. That's what we're going for. Well, now. they're actually doing some little surveillance drones. I don't think they're going to, yeah. they're not thinking of this as a weapons drone. No, they're thinking about was... it as something to take pictures of people. Yeah. It's, it's Smile. I suppose, legitimate in the sense that cameras on any sort of uh, Smile. business site are yeah. legitimate. Yeah. Let's go domestic. And the big news, of course, is the, the fiscal cliff, although it's not big news. 
It's just a lot of posturing by right. rich men who are afraid to tax themselves. Right. We hear at Weekly Signals, and I don't think it's the end of the world. No. Just relax. Relax. The, my main concern is just that they'll have paychecks for people who work for the government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want my postal carrier to be happy. Most people in government are paid on the, th- the 31st is payday. Yeah. And the next payday is the tw- 15th, right? So there's an actually, you know, I've just referred to That's this why today. they say mid-January yeah, is when two-week window here yeah. after. So in the next two weeks, everyone will be running around like their hair's on fire. So yeah. they'll probably do something. Well, they're meeting today. And by you, the you got the majority, yeah. the minority leader and Obama sitting there talking, hashing it out, posturing, trying to figure out how little they'll tax the rich. Yeah, and, exactly. And how many social programs they'll cut in order to do that. That's the bargain. Yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, and and I exactly right. I, by the way, if you're interested in knowing more about really what's going on, I strongly suggest that you read Dean Baker. Dean Baker. Dean Baker is the uh, one of the co-founders of the, and I'll get this right, the Center for Economic and Policy Research. Right. We've actually had him on Weekly Signals yeah. years ago to talk about Dean. this, and he's terrific. Yeah. And do you really want this distilled down to what's really important about what's going on with the so-called fiscal cliff? Dean Baker is a good guy to read. And the other thing is they keep talking about Social Security. I've got to get this off my mind. Get it Social off Security mind. is self Paying, yeah. self-sustaining. Yeah. Why is this under discussion? It is because not because they've been causing... borrowing from the funds that Social yeah. Security has generated for years, yeah. Yeah. and now they want to just drain it. Yeah. So they and and tell us to you know all that money you put into it. Well, not so much. Not so much yeah. anymore. Go out and find your own money. It, We're taking years. It is so outrageous to the that one at a government, um, uh, a, a government policy. That's not the right word. A government program that is self-funding, that has been funding itself for 70 years and will continue to fund itself without doing anything for the next 30 years and with some tweaking forever, we can take care of this, is on the on the table to be discussed, to be cut. This is ridiculous. So, okay, that's it. Thank you. Greedy bastards. Yeah. The Iowa Supreme Court ruled that employees in the state can legally fire workers they find too attractive. Oh, wow. You heard about that? Yeah, I think yeah. you talked about it last week even. Uh, but yeah, it I don't know familiar. if I did, but maybe sounds I did. Sounds familiar. In a, in a unanimous decision, the court held that a dentist did not violate the state civil rights act when he determined a female dental assistant whom his wife considered a threat to their marriage. Oh, my God. The dental assistant, M- Melissa Nelson, who worked for dentist James Nice for more than 10 years and had never flirted with him, according to the testimony of both parties, sued, saying she would not have been fired if she were a man. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. But again, the court ruled against her. Wow. At trial, Knight testified he had complained to Nelson on several occasions that her clothing, clothing was too tight, revealing and distracting. Wow. But sometime in 2009, he also began exchanging text messages with Nelson. Most of these were work-related and harmless, according to testimony, but others were more suggestive, including one in which Knight asked Nelson how often she had an orgasm get out no and so and she got fired she got fired well he's the boss i mean he's the owner okay but nevertheless she never answered the test text fair enough you know but she's the one that was fired the seven justices all men said the basic question presented by the case was whether an employee who has not engaged in flirtatious conduct may be lawfully terminated simply because the boss views the employee as an irresistible attraction. 
that's un- well that it's got that has to be overturned at the Supreme yeah. Court level seriously. The high court ruled that bosses can fire workers they find too attractive and that such actions do not amount to unlawful discrimination. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> that is absolutely what sort of legal minds could as a, as a group could come up with well, that. Well, they're as, in Iowa, you know. Honestly, I, I mean I asked the question, and, and, and this is this is the state that decides the presidential election yeah, for us many yeah. years, or at least the candidates involved in it. I ask you then, what's left? What can you not be fired for? I mean, this is kind of yeah. going back to a lot of these basic questions. Because about personally, that's about all I rely on is my good looks. Well, yeah, in any absolutely. Job, you are. You know? I'm telling you, in that tight in that tight sweater right now. <laughs> You've thinking, asked me many times I'm not thinking, to wear it. Yeah, you. I have. Nevertheless, and, and you won't answer my texts, which really upsets <laughs> me. Just telling you. Yeah. The Supreme Court refused to block a requirement in the new federal health care law that requires some employers to offer insurance coverage for contraception. So in other words, this is good. They refused to block the requirement. Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor rejected a request by Oklahoma City billionaire David Green for an injunction against the rule as they challenge it in court. Yeah. Two companies controlled by Green say abiding by the contraception requirement would violate their religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. This takes place, by the way. This mandate is, goes into effect on January 1st. That's why Yeah. That's why it was brought up the, and decided beforehand. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. The FBI used counterterrorism agents to investigate the Occupy Wall Street movement. Right away, by the way. This wasn't yeah. something yeah. like they'd been doing some terrible things and they got the, right away they were involved yeah. in, in, in this. The, the, the key word there is terrorism. Yeah, counterterrorism yeah. agents. Yeah. As if there was any terrorism involved there. Uh, well, they were terrorizing those poor stockbrokers on yeah. their way to work, and they, they felt they felt that that had to be taken care of. This was, uh, when this happened, was they notified officials of two landmarks in Lower Manhattan, Federal Hall and the Museum of American Finance, that was identified as a point of interest for Occupy Wall Street. Oh. In other words, they wanted to go there and protest, sit down, do whatever it was. That was around, around the time that Occupy Wall Street activists set up camp in Zuccotti Park in Lower Manhattan. Mm-hmm. As you said, this was happening before anything really got traction right. for Occupy right. Wall Street. Right. Right. In the following months, FBI personnel around the country were routinely involved in exchanging information about the movement with business, local law enforcement agencies, and universities. So they had all this information coming to businesses that, that they were gathering. You know, FBI was gathering information to Occupy Wall Street. Then they call up a CEO or a dean at a university and say, this is what we got on them. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what we, we pay our taxes for. Well, and, and the, the, this idea that government and private private industries are sort of merging. There's these uh, cross-interest, if you will. You know, I'm and, proposing and, that when you, when you have a tax... You're, you know, you're going to be filing your income tax pretty soon. Yeah. And then, then you can have a box in there that says, you know, FBI. Mm-hmm. You want your money to go to the FBI. Mm-hmm. Or you want your, your money to go to, what would you call them? You wouldn't call them terrorists. What's what the FBI no, would no, call um, them. But, but, you know. Patriots. Patriots. There yeah, we yeah, go. I patriots. Go to patriots. Yeah. yeah FBI patriots. or Patriots. You have right. a little checkbox. Yeah. And then. Thank you. Or just, you know. First Amendment advocates, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Yes, there, there you go. First yeah. uh, it was said the agents should occupy, uh, should contact Occupy Wall Street activists to ascertain whether people who attended their events had violent tendency, mm. tendencies. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. me too. I do. 
Right now, I have very violent tendencies towards the FBI right yeah. now, in my mind. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering, yeah, right do, they, do they do that same criteria for, say, CEOs on Wall Street? Yeah, exactly. Do they have violent tendencies? Well, those people... What, what about the head of Walmart? Oh, well, how about the, how about the head of uh, um, Blackwater? Yeah. Does he have violent tendencies? Yeah, I, I don't know. Do we should find out. Yeah. I think we need to find out. Oh. Critics accuse Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, who will probably not be our Secretary of State no. next year, no. come around February or so. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that will be uh, um, John Kerry. John Kerry, yeah. Anyway, Clinton was uh, accused of faking a concussion to avoid testifying about the attacks on the American embassy in Benghazi in September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she didn't, she didn't want to testify. Yeah. Okay, oh, to got this. Con- got oh, my head hurts. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Be easy enough to figure out, I guess. Yeah. Well, there's. Of course, it would be easy enough to figure out, uh, but they're but they're just because you can't unprove a negative, right? Yeah. You can't disprove a negative, yeah. right? They can say, "Oh, she's faking it." Yeah, they're yeah. saying because we Prove we it. don't know that, then why were they after Romney's taxes? That was actually something that was in in the blogs and conservatives. In other words, yeah, but we didn't get Romney's taxes, dude. You know, so why why is that being compared? You're not going to get Hillary's. Concussion record, I guess, the same way we didn't get there. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The first candidate know. in fifty years to not release his one more reason not taxes. to read blogs and to listen to weekly signals. That's right. New data shows the Obama administration deported more than four hundred thousand undocumented people in the two thousand and twelve fiscal year. That's the largest number in U.S. history. There's more people here, right. but nevertheless, that's the largest number. So, Obama's first term saw a record one point five million deported. The recent jump comes despite policy shifts purportedly aimed at reducing deportations of people without criminal convictions. About half of the deportees in the past fiscal year were convicted of crimes. So, you know, I guess there's some excuse there, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to say. And uh, let's see here. National Rifle Association executive. You know that guy, Wayne LaPierre. I love saying his name. Yeah. Wayne LaPierre. Lane Wapierre. He's a whopper. Advocated during a press conference on a recent mass shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary yeah. School in Newton, Connecticut, that armed guards should be placed in schools. There you go. Yeah. Say everybody should have a gun. I'm telling you. Give everybody who gets on an airplane a gun. There won't be any hijackings ever again. That's right. Yeah. So I, I'm. <laughs> I'd be a lot of shot up flames. <laughs> well, that's but right. No Where is my Bloody Mary? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bang exactly. bang, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I I just if that if that's the logic, let's just give everybody. I'm serious. Let's give everybody a gun. Well, as I think they, they should on. give all the kids a gun. I mean, yeah, those, are the, all those the are the guys. Yeah. Those are the people in danger there. Yeah, yeah, they're the ones who are the yeah. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. the hall monitors should all have. Let's guns. Give them proper gun. The hall etiquette. monitors. Give those kids. The hall monitors. Show them. Give them. I was a hall monitor. You were a hall monitor. Were you a hall monitor? <laughs> no, I was never uh, a hall monitor. I was an enforcer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you were. I'd have loved to been. You know. Carrying a Glock. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, a lot of respect I there. Yeah. Punk your ass. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. I'd like that. Hall monitors get guns, get Glocks. Uh, yeah. The only thing that beats a bad guy with a gun, said LaPierre, is... A good guy <laughs> with a gun. I'll, I'll tell you. That's poetry right there. Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> A sixth-grade student at Salt Lake City bought a twenty-two caliber handgun to school. She, he, he brought, brought Show, one in down. order to protect himself from possible attacks. A Denver mother who believed her daughter was being bullied threatened 
four of the girl's classmates with a semi-automatic firearm. Good God. An American gun merchant claimed they'd seen, uh, well, American gun merchants in general claimed they'd seen a fourfold increase in assault weapons sales because of a ban proposed by Senator Dianne Feinstein. This is all about making That's money exactly, here. and it's it's the same. It's a it's tried and true formula. I, I know I'm not saying Diane Feinstein's involved somehow in in juicing up gun sales. She but, is, but whenever they talk about it, these guys run around saying that eh, the end is near, and you better yeah. buy your gun now and look out. And it just it's insane. If I would give an award to President Obama and Senator Feinstein, said a gun salesman in Falls Church, Virginia, yeah. it would be salesperson of the year. Yeah, Mass is. shootings are not on the rise, but their impact is huge, Mike. Is that right? Yeah. Tell me why. Well, there's no pattern. There's no increase. This is a guy that's been studying this since the 1980s. Okay. And he, and he began studying it uh, because of all, remember all the police off, uh, post office shootings? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, in fact, there was one down here in Corona del Mar back then. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people were all, and then, then it went to Unabomber time. Right. And, yeah. Right. It, so he's saying that we've kind of held steady in terms of the amounts of uh Shootings. While mass shootings rose between the 60s and the 1990s, they actually dropped in the 2000s. Mass killings actually reached their peak in 1929. Mm, really? Okay. Yep. Well, uh, uh, and the drop in the 2000s but might, gun sales have really peaked. might yeah. be related to the fact that there was an assault weapons ban for the first part of this yeah, century. Yeah, absolutely. I would so say that could have something to do with it. That might have had yeah. something to do with it, so... Yeah, and who's the uh, the newscaster that brought out that magazine? The, uh, David Gregory David from, Gregory, uh, from yeah. Meet the Press. He's, He's under was, an investigation. Was it like 32 rounds in there? Some some yeah. crazy number. Yeah. He said, yeah. and he asked Wayne Pierre, look, if all we're asking here is maybe we can take this big magazine and turn it into a smaller magazine, an automatic. Mm-hmm. You know, make these illegal, mm-hmm. the ones that can shoot, shoot off 32 rounds. Go for something that can only shoot off maybe eight rounds. What did what did Wayne have to say? Oh, he said it was ridiculous. Of course, that, you did. know the whole thing was ridiculous. It, I guess the guy could load up quick enough or bring more guns. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. But he, he was just proposing that maybe we'd have a little bit less children in the morgue if that were true, and I, I suppose it could be true. Yeah. It would be true. There's, just, this is, uh, we don't even need to really... Go with us on this, this Wayne. We don't yeah. even need to have this discussion, really. This yeah. is just a ridiculous. These people are obscene. Have any... Ever, yeah, I do uh, have these? a couple of quick okay. things. One, we'll go back to international for just a second. Okay. U.S. Army teams are, will be deployed into uh, as many as 35 African countries over early next year for training programs and other operations as part of an increased role of the Pentagon in Africa. Uh, they'll be going to dispatch to places like uh, Libya, Sudan, Algeria, Niger, and other countries. So just uh, just kind of a uh, an incremental um, increase in the amount of military involvement in Africa, and it continues. And yeah, we'll see. They got more. a lot of resources there. They, so we they are the last bastion and... of a lot of natural resources. And one happy note um, that I really think bears uh, some some note, and that is um, there's a lot of internal turmoil. 
at the at a key Tea Party group called Freedom Works. This was started by uh, former House Majority Leader Dick Army, and who wouldn't want to be a part of the Dick Army? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, it, it, he attempted to seize power in a coup-like maneuver earlier this year before receiving a multi-million dollar payout. Uh-huh. Army entered Freedom Works offices in September with an armed aide who yep. escorted two of the top employees off the premises, while Army suspended several others for. Uh, for uh, a while until they came back and took over again. But uh, Army was paid $8 million over the next 20 years to stay out of Freedom Works. But this internal kind of uh, food fight, if you will, will continue for, for months to come, and I couldn't be happier. Thank yeah. you very much. Well, some people are saying, though, the reason we're even getting to the point in the fiscal cliff is because of the Tea Party. And yes. even though yes. They've, yes. They've, they are pretty much disintegrating before our eyes, right. the Tea Party is... Their legacy is that we're now they have, so involved yeah. in this fantasy of right. Washington that somehow the, the country will come to an end if we don't yeah. punish the poor and reward the wish. Yeah, the, the, the people that were elected uh, due to money from the Tea Party movement from these billionaires and others are still there clogging up the system. Once again, people, when you elect representatives who who are opposed to government, don't be surprised when they muck up government. Yeah. Seriously. And finally, after being crowned Miss Universe and awarded a limitless supply of beauty products, Rhode Island native Olivia Culpo announced her ambition to travel to Asia. I love soup, she explained. <laughs> I really want to go to Vietnam and try some soup. <laughs> 